is Mel from Rap Rankings, and you're listening to a Rap Rankings replay. This is Season Zero, Episode 4, our review of Master Ace's A Long Hot Summer. Episodes from Season Zero, aka the beta test season, previously existed on SoundCloud only. The versions uploaded here have been remastered to resemble current show standards for your enjoyment. Remember, this was Season Zero, so if we sound like beginners, it's because we were beginners. But don't worry, the ratings are canon, it's just Wolves and Mel's performances that aren't. Enjoy! Welcome to Rap Rankings, the show where we listen to, rate, rank, and discuss every album in hip-hop history. I'm your co-host, Mules, here with... Mel. What's going on, Mel? Oh, you know, uh, just, uh, just, just, just sitting around watching, watching accounts get deleted and people talk about the NBA. It's riveting times, man. Well... I'll tell you what, we're recording right now, it's 11 a.m., and I think I need a little pick-me-up. Did you just staple yourself? No, I opened up a Red Bull. Oh, jeez. And I'm going to drink my patented half a Red Bull before we start. (laughs) Lightweight. Listen, I don't blame you, though. You know I'm the king of these, uh, these... Caffeinated beverages, but uh, these days I just I can't I can't be drinking the whole can anymore. I gotta I gotta cut it out. I gotta drink like half because I want to sleep sometimes, you know. So I don't blame you. Everybody meet um, Mister Me too. <laughs> oh please, listen. You look, y'all know my history. You know my pedigree. Actually, y'all don't, but he does. Mules, the co-host, does. I've been rapping about Red Bulls poorly i admit for like six years oh wait no longer than that as long as drake's been rapping about seeing potential in women he's been rapping about red bull (laughs) i see potential in you yeah yeah (laughs) we got the yeah at the same time (laughs) yeah but (laughs) potential (laughs) is this a preview i think we're letting people know how we're gonna rate some of his early stuff oh come on maybe we should maybe we should maybe we should uh spare them the listen the and the ah that's coming that's coming it's coming soon to rap rankings you know, and the semicolon flow. Get ready. It, it's 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 coming, I guess. But uh, well, listen, what do we do? What do today. we do here? Can you can you explain what rap rankings is exactly? Oh, what do we do on this show? Yeah, we better do that. Uh, so rap rankings. Uh, it's the show where we, uh, you know. Oh, is that my garage? Yes. Oh, no, that's who's outside. Oh, it's Anthony Fantano. He's trying to stop us. Well, oh, look, fuck that shoes. guy, man. I got shooters on the roof. We're fine. This is the show where uh, we try to rate, rank, and discuss every album in hip-hop history, and we do that using our rating system. Yes. Uh, I guess for the fourth time now, I have to go ahead and explain the system. No, you're going to have to explain the system every episode of this show from now until freaking 2032 when we're reviewing the 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 fifth and final Little Nas X album. 
well i think we'll still have to do it past that point too because you know we never know who's listening for the first time so i guess i'll explain it to those folks listening at home so the rating system it's simple each song is rated on a scale of one to ten these numbers do not reflect the quality of a song as that is indeterminable instead each number reflects a level of enjoyment in short here's what each number means 10 means this is a perfect song to me one of my favorite songs of all time Nine means I love it, one of my favorite songs. Eight means I like it a lot. Seven means I like it. Six means it's alright. Five means I feel practically nothing about this. Four means it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I don't like it. Three means I don't like it. Two means I really don't like it. One means I can't stand it, one of the worst things I've ever heard. Now, once every song on an album is rated, three separate ratings are determined the takeaway rating, the average rating, and the weighted rating. The takeaway rating is the percentage of songs liked, that is, songs rated 7 or higher. For example, on a 10-song album, if you like 5 songs, the takeaway rating would be 50%. Now, the average rating is the percentage obtained by dividing the sum of the song scores by the highest possible score that particular album can receive. For example, each song can receive a maximum of 10 points. So if an album has 10 songs, the highest possible score would be 100 points. However, if an album has 15 songs, the highest possible score would be 150 points. Lastly, the weighted rating is the percentage obtained by adding the takeaway rating to the average rating and dividing by 2. This rating is considered the final and definitive rating, and it is used to ultimately rank the albums on the giant board of every rap album in history. (sighs) right yep okay oh man i mean i I, i'm fine doing that every episode i'm fine if it helps the people well here's what helps the people too why don't we tell them what's on the board right now oh sure sure okay well Well, well, listen while the board's still small and before we have the website up we gotta tell them where everything stands Right. Okay. So if you're just now tuning in, I mean, maybe you could go listen to the episodes, but I'll I'll tell you what's going on. Well, Uh, don't give them individual numbers. That's why they got to listen. Oh, so should I just Just tell them them where they rank on the list? Yeah. Same with the website. All right. Word. Okay. So currently the number one ranked album in hip hop history, according to Mules and Mel here on Rap Rankings, number one hip hop album in history is Outkast, Idlewild. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two is Missy Elliott, The Real World, second best rap album in history. Also, also second, second worst, worst. Yeah. <laughs> rap album in history, with the worst rap album in history as of right now being Big Sean Hall of Fame. Wow. But that's all going to change after this episode. Yeah. Uh, or not all of it, but something may not change. All of it. Yeah. I don't want to say Will Outcast be is. unseated? Will Missy become just the second best? Will she become just the second worst? Will Master Ace have the worst rap album of all time? I, I doubt it. But Wait, they don't even know what we're reviewing yet. Well, you just revealed it. It's Master Ace, A Long Hot Summer. Now, you whippersnappers out there might have heard something different. No, not what you do to yourself at night. Master Ace, okay? Oh, A man. A Long Hot Summer. All right. Uh, I mean, I guess this is a, I mean, we'll get into him. We'll get into him. We'll get into him. We're going to get into him, but we got to do some housekeeping first. Right. Okay. So uh, real quick, Mel, before we get into the housekeeping, 
we do have new Patreon exclusive rap rankings content available. Is that right? That's true. Right. We got mixtapes. Get your mixtapes over here. Five for five mixtapes. <laughs> Is that a good mixtape price? <laughs> Why don't you just tell five? them what? <laughs> that's not even a real price. No one would have charged that. It would have been two. Two for no three for ten is the price really. Okay, okay, that's the price. That. Three for ten. This man said five for five. Um, so yeah, Wendy's. we do mixtape reviews. <laughs> we do mixtape reviews, and uh, that's Patreon exclusive content. Uh, yeah. What's the one we just did? The first mixtape we just did. We did um, Buster Rhymes. I bullshit you not, which was entirely produced by DJ Scratch. Right. Right, not hosted by him, as as some websites have said. No, produced entirely by DJ Scratch. Um, we also do another form of Patreon exclusive rap rankings content, right? Yeah, we do. Called the first listen review. First listen new album reviews. Yes. So you know, for all of you complainers and girly men out there, uh, oh wait, I shouldn't say that. I should look. Arnold said it. Okay, Arnold said it. I'm fine with with girly men and people who are uh, more effeminate. Hey, guys, keep it moving. What? What? We don't have what? we don't have time for this. Every time you stumble <laughs> around, you get canceled. Stop stumbling. <laughs> Just keep talking. Nobody has time for this. Oh, well, actually, I uh, I I uh, uh, I mean, innocent. It's just a genitalia. What does it really tell us? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So we do first listen new album reviews uh, for the people who complain about us seemingly only doing old albums. Uh, as you know, the rules here, we don't do any albums in the main line rap ranking series that haven't been out for longer than a year. Why? Because I think, you know, that's that's appropriate. You, you got to give it a year to breathe, you know. Um, but of course, we listen to new albums like everyone else. But we know from experience it's not really definitive, you know, when it's fresh in your mind, you know, you got to give yourself some time. You got you to get used to in. it. You have to become you familiar with it. it. Right. And you have to let the dialogue about it dissipate a little bit. Right. Because because you know how the narratives get shaped. We like to sidestep those as much as we can. So, um, yeah, we, we still do first first listen reviews or, or new album reviews, but they are first listen, meaning like they don't go on the board. You know, it's just us talking about the album, what we like, what we don't like. You know, we do rate it, but like it's not an official rating. You know, it's just right. us talking first thoughts, you know, off the first top. thoughts Hot and off the press. If things all go to plan, which in this situation, they may not because we're dealing well, with someone who's highly unstable. Well, we're dealing our with first, Kanye West here, man. Our first um, first listen review is going to be. Oh, you want me to say it? Kanye West, Jesus is King. Uh, I'm not counting on him, bro. He's he's unreliable. I'm not either. So if Kanye West does not drop Jesus is King on October 25th, the date that his label is promoting, what will be our backup? Uh, Jeezy, right? Yeah, the new Jeezy album, TM104, Return of the Snowman. Right, which came out a, a while back, but neither of us have heard it, and it, it was released within the past year. So it, it was released of, only about two months ago. I just it kind of uh, 
went under my radar. Not really. I've had it on my computer since it came out. I've just uh, neglected to listen. Well, you know, on Friday, we may be singing, take me to the king. Or we take might be singing, to yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Jeezy. Well, I kind of hope he uh, doesn't drop this stupid Jesus album so we can just listen to a whoa, normal whoa, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking about me getting canceled. Listen, people have religious freedoms in this country. They can, they can. And I could say his album is stupid. And I can say that his little, um, his little freaking uh, reconciliation with God is a publicity stunt. <sighs> but we'll save well, that for patreon.com slash Melvin Birch, where you can find rap rankings, first listen, new album reviews, and the monthly mixtape reviews with a link to that mixtape so you too can review. Right. You know, because mixtapes are free. You want to know what, what what's the separation between a mixtape and an album? Go listen to that mixtape review where we explain that. Uh, we ain't got time today here on this, on this rap rankings. Um, no, but before we jump into Mass Ace, A Long Hot Summer... Uh, let's get into our weekly housekeeping. All right. So, uh, or at this point, monthly housekeeping. Right, right, right. It will be weekly eventually, but uh, yeah, I guess we got to cover this week in hip hop. Yep. Um, wow. Okay. So uh, also, we will be covering what happened this week in hip hop history. So, what do you want to do first? Right. History or, or current events? You know, I'm a history buff. Wow. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, this week in hip hop history. Eternal Affairs by Pharaoh Mach turns 20 and finally debuted on the streaming services this week. Um, streaming services are bad, but that's another uh, conversation. Black different episodes. Yeah, different episode. Different different content altogether. But uh, Black Moons Into the Stage turns 26. The same week they happen to release their first two albums in 16 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rise of the right? Moon. Yeah, I have yeah. heard it. I I mean, uh, I know I'm supposed to keep my opinions close to my chest here on this show, but I like it. I like the new Black okay. Moon album. It's pretty good. All right. Well, uh, on them uh, Billboard charts, the number one song is still Lizzo, Truth Hurts. Okay. Truth does hurt. Uh, in the news. <laughs> I, I, I want to read the news. This is this is oh, this, the news is funny this month. <laughs> All right, go ahead. In the news, Nicki Minaj is married. Gucci Mane threatens to slap the shit out of DJ Envy, and Young Boy <laughs> Never Broke Again's new album tops the Billboard 200 chart. <sighs> is that all YouTube streams? Probably, according to the meme. Um. Listen, I could get into the social the social aspect of that meme, but why do that? Uh, I don't listen to that artist. Um, I've, but I don't think I, I got to be honest. I've maybe heard one song from him, just to hear like what he sounds like. But maybe true, we'll get around to him here. one of these days. I mean, we have to do every every album in hip hop history, so we're gonna have to one day. But uh, he's never gonna be broke again, so at some point we're gonna have to see him. <laughs> Uh, listen, of the of the three artists here in this news, I, I don't listen to two of those artists. Uh, the one I do listen to, I don't even listen to all that much. So Gucci Mane, uh, hey, if you're going to slap somebody, go ahead, slap them. 
Anyway, slap Mel. Don't slap for me. not listening to you that much. What do you want to listen I, I, to Wattober too? Me? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, all right then. Exactly. Uh, listen, I, no disrespect because I'm not one of these people that like was like I can't wait for Gucci to get toxic again so he could start making good music. But like, to be clear, since he's gotten out of jail in what like what was it like 2016? I believe so. He's turned his life around. I'm real happy for him. He seems real happy. Um, I don't want anything to change. He's put out too much music as it is, so I don't need any more from him. Um, new Gucci made music is not good to me. As a fan of Gucci, I don't really like his new music. Um, I could do without pretty much all of these like albums from the past three years he's been putting out. But 08 to like 2014 is all like good stuff to me. For the record, when I do the sit down interview with him, like Charlemagne did, and he threatens to slap you, I'm I'm gonna act like I don't know you. Huh? Slap me? I'm uh, first of all, he would slap you, okay? Not me. He probably slapped both of us. That's <laughs> fair. Honest. Oh, is That's that fair. him now? Oh no, it's Gucci time. It's Gucci. Listen, I would, I would, I would, I would leave like uh, Chappelle in the Black Bush skit. I would take. Would I, listen, I'd let him slap me. Because like wow. it's, you're just getting slapped. It's just you're just getting slapped. It's not that bad. Like if Gucci's gonna <laughs> like first of all like um don't get it twisted, man. Like I could like he could slap me, or we could talk about his slaps. Ugh. But what about you? When you start talk stumbling, talking about lemonade. All right, what else? What else? Right. You say you're a fan. You say you're a fan of me. What songs do you like? And you're gonna be sitting there stumbling, hoping you don't oh. get canceled. Oh. And Gucci oh, Mane is gonna come up the side of your face with with a hard right hand. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. You know, I can't really claim to be a Gucci Mane. I, I'm sure there are ten songs of his that I like, but I can't name them off the top of my head. Well, there so. you go. So he's slapping you. Oh, man. Meanwhile, if I say, yo, Gucci, I like 35 of your projects, but, like, the last, like, seven I haven't enjoyed. You think he's going <laughs> to slap me? New Gucci, no. But new Gucci's out here threatening to slap DJ Envy. Well, I guess DJ Envy must have really wronged him. Right. I don't think DJ Envy was just like, eh, Woptober 2 is just, eh, not really for me. I've had a, I've well, had my feelings. with this exactly? What What is it? He was going to, oh, it's because like Angela Yee said something. That There's some, yeah, like, like Angela, I don't know, man. I don't follow that like radio drama, but all I know is <laughs> Gucci, you are welcome down rap rankings. You are welcome to slap the shit out of Mel. Thank you so much for your service over the years. You're a great man. You're the, the streets A&R. Okay. Thank you for your and service. Like he's I've always military. respected you. That's never been. That's a no-brainer for me. Uh, Vuap, big fan. This guy over here, slap him for me. Anyway, uh, there. That that's the news. Uh, how about we, uh, according to these notes, segue into this week's album and provide background information? Sure, but first, this episode is brought to you by a patron. It is. It, oh, it is. Yeah. It is a request 
our first special request. We need a drop for this man. Like a, I think a we need a drop. Whoo, like a wolf or oh the wolf pack. You got it. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, we got to get that one day. Uh, get that wolf pack there. or at least that. Oh. You. Wait, I can do I can do something right now. I can uh I oh, got man. you. Dude. Bad this radio on the way, folks. No, 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 no. This is great radio. We got it. We got to do this. Here you go, Dan. This is this is for you, Dan Wolf, right here. <laughs> this is too sweet. I even did the Dan fade Wolf. out. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. You gotta love that. Uh, yeah, Dan Wolf requested this album. Um, I don't think he requested is. this album specifically, did he? Or did he just give us a list of well, artists? I think we mentioned it because we were gonna do it, and he was like, oh yeah, I like that out. And then right, we decided so. like we're not doing a schedule anymore. He was like, well, make sure you keep that one, please. And we were like, all right. I don't think he like said it. that. I think we said we will make sure we keep that one. Oh, for Dan. Right. Okay. I don't think he cares either way. Probably not. But yeah, listen. Uh, for the uninformed, as we get into this Master Ace, a long hot summer, uh, they're, they're probably wondering, who is Master Ace? Listen, listeners of a certain age may not know who he is, but rap rankings, we're not gatekeepers. Welcome no, we to the Rap Rankings no family. We would love to have you. So come on in, sit down, and let me tell you a little story about a guy by the name of Masta Ace. Okay? He's <laughs> a right. rapper and a producer from Brownsville, Brooklyn, New York, baby, where I'm from. <laughs> he okay. appeared on the classic 1988 Juice Crew posse cut, The Symphony. Wow. And he okay. is a member of two groups, EMC and Master Ace Incorporated. Wait, he's the he's a member of a group called Master Ace Incorporated? Yes, that was kind of like um, what he was doing in the 90s. Huh. So the group is named after him. Yes. But wow. let's talk about his original group that he was in. He was... Uh, Marley Marl put him on the symphony, which is a classic hip hop record. Uh, one of, if not the first posse cut in hip hop history. Um, and yeah, he was a member of the juice crew, but who is the juice crew? Uh, well, it says here, the juice crew was a hip hop collective made up largely of Queensbridge, New York based artists in the mid to late 1980s. Founded by producer Marley Marl and radio DJ, Mr. Magic and housed by Tyrone Williams' record label, Cold Chillin' Records. The Juice crew helped introduce new school artists like Big Daddy Kane, Biz Marquis, Roxanne Shante, and Cool G Rap. The crew produced many answer records and engaged with numerous, quote, beefs, primarily with rival radio jock Cool DJ Red Alert and the South Bronx Boogie Down Productions, as well as the posse cut The Symphony, which features Master Ace. Nice. So, now that we've got all that out of the way, Master Ace's 2004 album, A Long Hot Summer. Right. So, okay. A Long Hot Summer is the third solo album from Master Ace. 
if we're not counting his time in Master Ace Incorporated, of which they which released I'm a couple I'm not convinced albums. isn't something that he just made up in his bedroom, and it's, it's it's consists of him and, like, his imaginary friends. Oh, my goodness. Listen Who would join guy. a group? Who would join a group named after somebody else? That's uh, like Petty and the Heartbreakers. It was like, well, oh, man. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. <laughs> I know I'm not giving any examples in rap, but. Right, because rap, you, the different rules in rap. You wouldn't, if Rockefeller was named Jay-Z and, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the little well, N-word. If it, no, if it was called Jay-Z Incorporated. Would you join Jay-Z Incorporated? I wouldn't, but I'm not in the market to, uh, to join Jay-Z in any endeavor. If OVO was Drake and the October Babies. Fuck no, I'm not joining that OVO. And implicate myself in potential crimes down the line? Pfft, no. Wow. <laughs> what else? Kanye West and the... I'm not going anywhere near that guy. He scares me. Who else? Oh, man. <laughs> what about... uh? Like like Big Sean Incorporated. Yeah, I joined that. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> so you joined Big Sean Incorporated. He doesn't seem scary or like cult-like or uh, like a criminal or anything like that. Yeah, I would join. Well, Sign me up. Corporation. Boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, okay, maybe I'm tripping. But uh, yeah, uh, you anyway. want to continue? I would love to. All right. So the album is a follow-up, but also serves as sort of a prequel to the 2001 album Disposable Arts by Master Ace. Uh, No art is disposable. Thank you very much. All art is important. No, I'm referring to an album which you've heard. Disposable (laughs) Arts. I know. By Master Ace. I'm just trying to account for all the listeners. Man, you're going to get canceled again. Stop accounting <laughs> and start counting these dollars. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, there is money in, in remaining uh, neutral. Um, so the Long us, Hot Summer. Tell us about that, um, Disposable Arts. Well, Disposable Arts is a concept album about a fictional university for rap. And um, Oh, so like it, a Hogwarts. No. No, like a school, an institution, you know, NYU, Harvard, Cornell, you know? Okay, okay. But for rap. Now, here's the thing. We're not reviewing Disposable Arts. We're reviewing the follow-up, A Long Hot Summer. But the story in A Long Hot Summer leads to, if you play it in succession with disposable arts coming after it it does tell a coherent story oh right because okay okay i don't want to spoil anything right at least until we get to the review right so long hot summer was very well received by both bands and critics um it notes the sales were poor no we don't have sales many albums we don't have sales for this album which i think backs up the fact that the sales were poor but who cares i don't care about the sales Wow. The story follows Ace, an underground rapper, through his long, hot summer in Brooklyn. 
accompanied by a shady manager, Fats Belvedere. Ace ventures through the Brooklyn streets and goes out on tour with Fats, later getting arrested and winding up in jail. Ah, man. So, you want to give us some more background? Yeah, I just had to finish, you know, thinking about all of the uh, unjust incarcerations in this country. Oh, my God, this guy over here. Sorry, sorry. All right, some more background. Um, After Disposable Arts became one of the most acclaimed underground hip-hop releases of 2001, beloved for its pure hip-hop style and clever album concept, which served as a fictional story chronicling Ace's... This is a long sentence. Chronicling Ace's time spent at a satirical rap school named the Institute of Disposable Arts. Wait. So this is the end of the sentence? I didn't write this one. Okay. Huh. All right. I think, no, I think, um, let let me try reading this one and see if I can uh, make sense, heads or tails of it. All right? Okay. After Disposable Arts became one of the most acclaimed underground hip-hop releases of 2001, beloved for its pure hip-hop style and clever album concept, which served as a fictional story chronicling... Ace's time spent at a satirical rap school named the Institute of Disposable Arts. Right, and then it just ends. So, like, at, so it's like you start the sentence with after disposable arts, but and then we don't know what happens. You know, anyway, what happened? Anyway, uh, JCOR Records folded soon after the release, leaving it out of print until being re-released in 2005 on Ace's self-established M3 label. The album closer, No Regrets, led many fans to believe that it would be Ace's final album because of the line, I don't know if it's the end, but yo, it might be. Ace killed the rumors by returning in 2004 with his fifth album, A Long Hot Summer, another highly acclaimed effort. The story concept, similar to that on his last release, served as a prelude to the story told on Disposable Arts chronicling the long hot summer that led to his character's incarceration at the beginning of the disposable arts album. Oh, well, they so just, here they're work. calling it his fifth album. I too consider it his fifth album because like mass ace incorporated is basically mass ace. Okay. Right, I don't earlier. I, I don't said third album. Well, cause it's the third in line of like, they're sitting on Chrome disposable arts and then a long hot summer because those are the three albums billed as master ace and not Master Ace Incorporated. Wow. Huh. But I think even that is incorrect, and it's still not his fifth album. Because if I'm not mistaken, Slaughterhouse... Okay, yeah, no, it is his fifth album. (laughs) Well, all right. It's his fifth. Um, Well... Should I talk about uh, the production here? Oh, my God. We have a stacked production lineup here. We have Chicago's Doug Infinite. We have Ninth Wonder and Crisis. We have Nostradamus, Kool-Aid, DR Period, DJ Spinna, Marco Polo, who would actually go on to make an entire album with Masked Ace, which came out last year or the year before? Last year. We got Explicit, we got DJ Serious, we got DJ Rob, and Master Ace himself on the boards. Wow. But that's not all. Okay. The album also features a small cast of voice actors, credited as follows. Well, it seems that Master Ace plays himself, 
Fats Belvedere plays himself. Wait, that's not a character? That's a a real guy? No, it's a character. Okay. I have a feeling that it's played by uh, the same guy that plays a cellmate. Okay. Uh, Someone named E, which is played by Frankie Ikins. Hotel maintenance guy, Franklin Grant Jr. Promoter, played by Steve Dent. And cellmate, Michael Rappaport, huh? A very controversial figure in the world of hip-hop. A guy who definitely used the N-word in his youth and has been trying to In third, to fourth, and fifth since. grade. <laughs> <laughs> All of elementary school. Maybe even in, into middle school a bit. Possibly last month. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I guess we're going to talk about this track list now. Yeah, let's run through the track list. Now, here's the thing. A lot of these track lists are, uh, that are appearing online do not feature proper attribution in terms of uh, featured artists. So I will take the liberty of running through it. That way, if anyone who appeared on this album is listening, you will not be snubbed. All right, go the ahead. same way you were from all of the other outlets. So, uh, Mel? Yep. If I may, let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. Okay. You ready? Yeah. What just happened? Nothing. You cleared right. your throat and asked me if I was ready. Here we go. <laughs> Track one, The Count. Intro. Track two, Big City. Track three, Good Old Love. Track four, Fats Belvedere, Interlude. Track five, The Grind, featuring Apocalypse. Track six, hood, spelled H dot O dot O dot D dot. Track seven, the stoop, interlude. Track eight, beautiful. Track nine, fuck all y'all, stylized as F dot A dot Y dot, featuring Strickland, (laughs) a.k.a. Strick. Wait, Rod Strickland? No, just Strickland. Oh, okay. Track 10, Fats Crib, interlude. Track 11, soda and soap, featuring Jean Grey. Track 12, Do It Man, featuring Big Noid. Track 13, Brooklyn Masala, featuring Leschia? 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm butchering your name. Leschia. Less is more. Let's keep it going. Less is more. (laughs) Next track, track 14, The Proposition. Interlude. Track 15, Travelocity, featuring Punchline and Wordsworth. Track 16, The Ways. Track 17, What You Want, What You Want Know, featuring <laughs> Ed OG. Track 18, The After Party, Interlude. Track 19, Oh My God, featuring The Beat Nuts and Rozelle. Track 20, Cellmate, Interlude. And track 21, Revelations. Wow. 
Well, I feel like we should address something. There is a hidden track. Yes. Um, it's not on the back track list of the album on right. the CD, but it does appear on the album. Which is basically, it, it, can, it consists of outtakes from, you know, the album. Because uh, there are lots of skits. Skit outtakes. You know, right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what do we have next here? We got a lot of samples on this album. I mean, look, we, we've discussed this before. We're not snitching. This is on the internet, y'all. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, we're not snitching, okay? This is this is this is stuff. Go on that daggone who sample. Who, 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 who sample? Well, we'll tell you. Uh there are two samples here on this the count. And not even a song. You, it's not even a song. It's a daggone uh intro, a skit. It, it, uh, you know. Uh yeah. Yeah, and, and, and contrary to what you might be thinking, no, they did not sample any of the Dracula films. Um, they sampled Down and Out in New York City by James Brown and Goodbye Pork Pie Hat by Charles Mingus. What about Big City, though? The first actual song on the album. That has a sample on it. Okay, well, I'll tell you what that is. It's Think of Your Thoughts as Children by Felipe Wine. Look, bad, bad advice, by the way. Don't, don't, don't. Think of your thoughts as a child. Don't think about children at all. Don't do How that. About that? But, but if you're thinking about yourself as a child, only do it so that you know what not to do ever again. Now, check this out. my thoughts as a child were ridiculous. Ninth Wonder, this man loves a sample, let me tell you. Oh, man. Well, Good yeah. Old Love features three samples. What is this? A hip hop song from 1989? <laughs> uh, well, the samples are "Give Me Some of That Good Old Love" by Willie Hutch, as well as "Hospital Prelude of Love" theme. I might have to look that "Hospital Prelude of Love" theme. Well, they're film. They're from film soundtracks, so you'll see like oh. love theme a lot in old film soundtracks and stuff. You would Got know it. if you decided when you were a producer to sample anything that wasn't uh, maybe pre-1995. Oh, I sampled stuff pre-1995. Stop it. Look, they don't need to know that I sampled the intro to Commons B and just put very bad drums on it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that hospital prelude of love theme was also by Willie Hutch. And there's also an excerpt from the film, The Original Kings of Comedy. Uh, show me some love. Show me some love. Show me some love. Show me some love. You know, uh, Bernie Mac, y'all. R.I.P. The uh, Grind samples How Long Will It Last by Jerry Butler and Brenda Lee Eager. Huh. Well, I hope she's eager to get this rating. Uh, and also, Hate Me Now by Nas. <laughs> I'll never hate you, Nas. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that. Uh, H-O-O-D. Hood. Samples, yeah, Hood. Samples, Stairs and Whispers by Frida Payne. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful samples, Wishing on a Star by Rose Royce. <laughs> Rose Royce, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really getting the kick out of that. Not rolls. Rose, like the flower. 
All right. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. Folks, <laughs> he's lost it. Ooh, oh, really got a kick out of that. Okay. Uh, F-A-Y samples Better Off Dead by Ice Cube. Uh, great advice there. I'd say he's uh, better off alive. Well, yeah, Ice Cube is better off. Well, I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's better off dead. He made the song. Anyway. <laughs> Soda and Soap uh, samples Black Gold by Phil Upchurch. Uh, Brooklyn Masala. Wow. Samples this Sailing by Christopher Cross. Wow. A Yacht Rock classic and... You Won't See Me Tonight by Nas. Jesus Christ. This album and the Nas samples. It really is a long, hot summer. Hey. Uh, Travelocity samples. Not even uh, good luck trying to pronounce this shit. Uh, I'm giving it a shot. Uh, to Etais Trop Julie. To Charles. I think Etois. Etois. To Etois Tro Tro. Etois. Tu et toi, trop joli. Joli. Tu et toi, trop joli. By Charles Aznavour. Right? Nice. Huh? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. We need one of them clapping drops, you know? You gotta love what I just did with help from Wolves there. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, this is Master Ace. Stop that. <laughs> what? All right. Uh, anyway, the stoop samples <laughs> the, the title of this. <laughs> Don't give me no bammer weed by <laughs> RBL Posse. Yep. Huh. All right. Well, I won't then. Uh, the ways samples monochrome by Alan Parker, and oh my god samples punk rock rap by the Cold Crush Brothers. I gotta check that one out. And Get It Together by the Beastie Boys featuring Q-Tip. Love that song. Big uh, big Get It Together fan here. One of my favorite The Beastie Boys songs. I need you to get that shit together so we can get together. The fuck out of here, you <laughs> motherfucker. Wow. So we made it through the housekeeping for A Long Hot Summer, the Master Ace album from 2004. This might be the quickest housekeeping in history. I love it. I, I, <laughs> I love it, too. But before we get into the review of the album, I have to ask okay. you a question. All right. Is this your first time hearing this album? Yeah, it was actually. It was my first time hearing this. I've heard the one he put out last year, A Brooklyn Story with Marco Polo, and I've also heard Disposable Arts, but I'd never heard A Long Hot Summer. But let well, me tell you, I've experienced you one. I definitely have. This album, for me, came out at a very important time. I was in high school. Oh, no. Puberty tales. I was getting, you know, like I was spending a lot of time, like just going to hip hop shows at this time, spending my weekends going to fat beats, really like diving deep into 
This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm recording. I'll call you at a later time. Can't believe that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm just saying I've heard this album many times. It came out in a pivotal point in my life. And this was one of those albums I listened to a lot when I was coming of age, if you will. So I'm a little biased. I'm going to say right now I'm a little biased towards this album. But it's we'll get into the, when, when we get into the review, I'll discuss in more detail. But this was an album that like this and Disposable Arts are pretty much like interchangeable for me. I think they're both great hip hop albums. And um, I'm a big Master Ace fan. I've always been a big fan of just like, he has one of my favorite rap voices. Just so like, I've, I've said to you many times, like I think his genius is in his simplicity. Hmm. That's interesting going into this review. Just uh, so, setting up some uh, suspense there. So I think that like Master Ace, he's very plain spoken. These are not dense, complicated rhymes whatsoever. They're very easy to understand and follow. Like we did an Outcast album. He's not Andre 3000, you know, he's very much in some ways an everyman. But we'll get deeper into it. What I will say is um, I had to confront, I had to confront um, a, a demon while listening to this. Okay. And I had to, because we're going to review it, I had to make a decision that would in, that would go on, will go on to impact probably future reviews as well. What is this uh, decision? We'll see when we get into the album. But oh. re- regardless, here's the thing, Mel. Yeah, I've heard this album dozens of times to the point where when I was listening to do my ratings last night, I stopped writing notes less than halfway through the album because I'm like, yo, I know this shit like the back of my hand. Okay. But every time on rap rankings, it's the it's like the first listen, you know? Even if you've heard the album dozens and dozens of times, now's the time where we're putting pen to paper and giving it that score. Each listen is like a first listen here on rap rankings. So have I heard this thing dozens and dozens of times? Oh yeah. Do I consider it one of my favorite hip hop albums of all time? I I do or I did. But here's the thing. Every listen is like a first listen here on Rap Rankings. And the sale is coming. Or it may have already come. (sighs) This sale. Folks, he's been talking about this sale for like a month. Hyping Uh, it up. Could be out. It could happen already. It could already be going on. Could have been. Could be over. Everything could be sold. Listen, I would tell him, don't, I would tell y'all, don't let him sell you on anything, but uh, I support his business and his shop known as uh, the shop where he sells things. So you'll know when the sale is happening. Um, True. You know what you sounded like, though, for like the past like five, ten minutes? Maybe like five minutes. Sounded like, uh, oh, Master Ace. Oh, Master Ace is so good. I don't sound like him. I didn't sound like him at all. I didn't do anything like there was nothing like that, like sensuous 
about what I was saying. I was just saying, like, like I think his genius is in his simplicity. I think you know when you were like his voice. Well, yeah, he's has, <laughs> what? No, I'm saying he has one of my favorite rap voices. Do you? I know you only listen to nasally blog rappers, but the truth oh, whoa, is, whoa, 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 is that. Whoa. Some rappers like Chuck D, Pharaoh Monch, Master Ace, they have good rap voices. <laughs> Their voices sound classic on raps. Okay? I like, know, I know. What we, you're don't, saying. I we don't need any of this. I was down, down bad. I'm sorry that they don't make that. Okay? Hey, 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 hey. Wait. Hey, hey. <laughs> you gotta relax, all right? That was call heat. All right. Call I'm sorry that here, all the rappers that you, you listen down. to. Sorry that they all sound the same and that they all sound like little kids. I'm, I apologize. Lies. I apologize. Absolute lies. I Absolute apologize. Lies. I feel bad for you. That's the Absolute thing. I don't lies. hate you. Moses I don't hate you. To play me like, like I feel I'm bad for you. Blood. That's the thing. Right. I feel bad because I mean, why are you lying? Why you Mufasa? Misat Kasa oh, Sukasa is your idea of emceeing. That's the problem. Come That's the problem. On. But I feel bad. It's, I don't hate you, bro. I feel one bad for of, you. of my many ideas of emceeing. That is not, not my primary idea of emceeing. In fact, I don't really have a primary idea of emceeing. You were telling MCing. me yesterday you thought that Bino was the hottest rapper of all time. No, I didn't say that. I said I thought that stuff was good once upon a time. And it wasn't even that song. <laughs> It was uh, some other song on that album. To be a fly on the wall with this two dope boys archive you host. Oh, It's please. shameful. It's please. shameful. But I don't hate like you I'm, for it. I don't hate I'm you, bro. Listening to, like, I love freaking... you, bro. You're my friend, bro. I just feel bad for you the way you feel bad when you see kids, starving kids on the commercials. You want to send them a dollar. I don't feel bad when I see them on the commercials. I changed the channel because I, I don't want that interruption when I'm eating my uh, delicious Chipotle meal. Ugh, All right. disgusting fake food. Oh, please. You know that carne asada is jumping right now. Get it. Tastes Get it like, while it's hot, y'all. Limited edition. It'll never Limited be hot because Chipotle serves cold food. <laughs> no. It'll never keep, be hot. They keep the meat in the warmers and they keep the other stuff. Listen, they're back. This is why I'm hyping them. They've been down. They are bad. not back. I went and it they're was a mess bad. and it was and it tasted like nothing. <laughs> tasted like air and air and 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 uh and and taste that's what you want out of your food air and taste nope tastes like air you know look they've been down ever since they switched to that uh, they've been down down bad well listen first of all i've been rapping that song only because the video came out and i watched it well, I don't I watch like the videos song, for bro. the record. I like the song. This guy watches music videos. He wants to be like the rappers. He bought a oh, V loan. He bought a no, V loan no, shirt. No, 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 that's Cameron. That's can please. No, listen. V loan. I shop at Target. Don't start with me. Okay. All right. Levi's. Damn. That's that's Damn. to quote to quote my uh my good friend Chief. Okay? Not that Chief, but uh the Chief of Keefe. Damn y'all some broke boys. Yeah. Yeah, I know what I am. Broke boy ENT. We all we all right. got. Well, listen, there's only so many Boogie albums that we can cover on this show. What do you say now we go and review? Boogie. Now you're attacking Ooh. Boogie. What did Boogie do? I didn't attack anyone. I said there's only so many albums. He has what? One album? Two albums? Yeah, this man is just, he's, he's racist against people with lisps. 
He's he's racist against. I'm not people racist against people with lisp. I said Biggie's like the. I think Biggie's like the best rapper of all time. What are you talking about? The Biggie racist doesn't have against a lisp. people. Biggie doesn't have a lisp. Biggie Smalls. You sure about this? No, but I've never noticed it. I've honestly never noticed it. I'm not right, and I love cool, bro. Cool G rap has like one of the most noticeable lisps in rap. Dude, Rhymefest has a lisp, and his name is Rhymefest. He put an S in his fucking name. (laughs) I like a little. I like that blue collar album, Rhymefest. Okay. Oh, there he is. It's Boogie. He's showing up to collect for all these these lisp rappers that you gave a pass, except for him. There are others. Listen. That don't get a pass. Go go listen, y'all. Listen to rappers even if they have lisps. No, go, you go should to listen. Chipotle. Certain now's the time cert- to return. They're Biggie on fire a, right now. Biggie did a really good job of obscuring his lisp, right? I guess I just, so, listen, I never noticed it. Rap is a spoken genre. If you have yes. a speech impediment, I don't think rapping is the first thing you should tr- be trying to do with your life. <laughs> Yowie, wowie. Um, I see where you're coming from. But I mean, that's almost special y'all. rap Olympics level. Believe in yourselves. Be whatever you want to be. I'm not saying be what you want to be, but you might. But listen, but but those who take this shit seriously and who know their history and know their shit. They're going to listen and they're going to make up. Listen, you want to come into the pool? You might get eaten up by one of the sharks. Why is there a shark in the pool? I don't know. See, that's Someone the put him in with, here and with toxic all... masculinity putting sharks in pools. Toxic the masculinity? Pools. Yeah. Man, you got to just do this DJ Vlad interview already, man. I can tell. I can tell you're you're itching. You're itching for that platform. Hello? I'm going to kill somebody. What the fuck just happened, bro? You know what just happened. I thought you were you were good until you, uh, you postponed it. <laughs> well, it's been 55 minutes. We still got a review. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Listen, I uh, make a note to edit. Thought, make a note to yeah. edit that out, by the way, because I'm just going, hello, Mel? Hello? If you Listen, y'all, I just edited it out. One of many interruptions that happens when you're not rich and you record the the lauded rap rankings podcast from a makeshift studio. You know, we we bring you this content, and 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 all we ask is a monthly donation <laughs> of ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand. I'm losing it again. I'm losing it again. Uh, what do you say we get out of here? Go do this part two. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. See y'all after the break. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, Mel just tried to get me to listen to XV, the rapper <laughs> from the blog era. All right. He... You, you need to stop right. For, I've never, I don't listen to XV. That's the guy I, I you know, he went he went under the rate. I saw his name, I just wasn't interested. I don't don't try to paint me to be the late two thousands or late early twenty tens 
blog rapper aficionado okay i didn't listen to xv you know who i listen to you know who i listen to oh this isn't xv you had me listen to (sighs) b-o-b bob (sighs) all right folks we're back part two the earth is flat uh what do you say we start talking about this uh this this album i say we should all right well, I got my notes here. You've heard this album plenty of times, so the notes are in your head. Um, Pretty much, yeah. All right. Track you one. this off? Track one? Yeah, it's the Count intro. Right. Uh, and um, it opens up with the M3 stinger. M3. And it goes right into James Brown, down and out in New York City, setting the scene for the opening skit. Uh, Ace is in a hotel with Fats Belvedere, who's counting money. You hear a knock at the door. Fats says, did you order room service? Master Ace says, no, I didn't order room service. This is Motel 6. Fats begins to panic. Terrence Blanchardy score. And jazz sounds come in. So, you know, like a Spike Lee, do the right thing, jazz sort of motif. And Ace begins narrating, uh, you know, the classic, like, I wonder how you, you know, I'm sure you wonder how I got into this situation. Yep, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got in. Yeah, one of those numbers. And uh, to do so, he has to take us back to the beginning of the summer. Right. Well, I just got to say... Motel 6 is a good motel. I enjoy Motel 6. I've been there plenty of times as I've had to travel across the country uh, from North Carolina to California. We stayed. The trip was sponsored by Motel 6, I would say. Uh, The best motel. Well, I don't know. Have you been to the mall? The mall? Them all. Oh, them all. Yes, I have. I've been to every Motel 6. No, I mean, like every motel chain. Oh, Yes, I've been to every motel. motel so you're going to say Motel 6 is better than Econo Lodge? Oh, absolutely. Wow. You want to stay at an Econo Lodge? I have. Is that something you want to do? Yeah, I have, did you yes. want to do it? I didn't want to do it, no. All right, there you go. Motel 6, they got the color scheme, you know, the blue and red. Uh, they'll leave the light on for you. That is Motel 6, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, they'll leave the light on for you. What about you know? the Red Roof Inn? <gasps> Okay, listen, we got some competition here. I lied. Motel 6 is not the best motel. The Red Roof Inn has a red roof. And when you're in it, you can see the roof. And you're like, boy, that's a red roof. They I got to say, I trust this place. In my in my days as a delivery driver on uh, Long Island, I went to the Red Roof Inn to deliver some food. And I had to, I had to remark at uh, how beautiful the facilities were. <laughs> there you go. You know, they're sneaking up on Motel 6, bro. But, you know, to bring it all back to the center, I don't think uh, Fats Belvedere or Ace were staying at any of these places, which is why I give it a 6+. plus. Wow. <laughs> no, I give it a 6+, plus because it's an intro. Uh, and listen, I may have to... It's, is it, it's never too late to do the uh, I was effing tripping segment, right? It's never I, too late. It's never but... too late. I might come back next month and tell y'all that these some of these outcast Idlewild skits went because it really it's 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 true. Am I going back and listening to these skits and, out of and, context? Right. And here's the thing. I'm just gonna spoil something for you guys right at the top of this review. 
I like every song on this album except for one. Wow. Well, I don't. So you still got something to look forward to, y'all. So here's the thing. I like every song except for one. So technically, this album is a 13 out of 14 to me. However, I had to sit down and think and face a demon. And I had to say to myself, okay, you like 13 out of 14 songs on this album. You've played this album through multiple times. You enjoy the skits because the skits do actually have a purpose on this album. They're made to forward the story. Now, here's the thing. But based on my own criteria, I would have to officially take the mantle of hypocrite mules if I said that these skits are something I've listened to out of the context of this album. They should have been tacked on to the ends of the songs. Or the beginnings, even. Or the beginnings, but they were made separate tracks. So it's not 14 songs on the album, it's 21. Right, there's 21 songs on the album because there are actually, like, seven skits. Now, here's what I have to to say about them. I don't hate any of these skits. I think that they all make sense. They, They fit into the story that's being told on the album. And it makes for a better album experience to have an album that's this cohesive and that has a through line running, you know, throughout it. But this is how I rate albums. I look at each track and determine, do I want to listen to this track out of context? No. So the highest rating I could possibly give this thing without being a complete hypocrite and then having the I was fucking tripping my way all the way back to Idlewild again, six plus. And I have to just... I have to stay strong and let it be known that I am not going to listen to a skit or an interlude out of context, no matter how good it is in the context of the album. Look, man, some people are wondering, well, if you know it works and just give it the seven and, you know, but, but bro, like, no, they made it a separate track. Why didn't you just attack it onto the end? Because here's the thing. Then we start getting in the, in the, in the, you know, the, the subjective minutia where it's like, well, you know, this this interlude, like, is it an interlude? Is it a song or is it a, you know, and then you can start you can start bending the rules. The rules get a little malleable. And that's how you start screwing over your own ratings and the audience and the artist. I have to remain. Listen, I love this album. I love Master Ace. I love th- 13 out of 14 songs to me. If this if that was the album, classic. 13 out of 14, are you kidding me? That's amazing. But here's the problem. It's not a 14-track album. It's a 21-track album. Yeah. And I have to I have to stay strong for myself, for rap rankings, for Mel, and I cannot buckle under pressure because here's the thing. No, there are cry, a couple bro. guys. It's okay. There are a couple guys in this business who actually make good skits. Okay, De La Soul, Master Ace, Red Man. But these skits, I'm not fucking listening to them out of context. Please tack them on to the end of the record. Jesus Christ, you got an intro, bro. You got an intro. That's it. It could have been if it was 14 songs and the intro and all the other skits were tacked on to the ends of the songs. Jesus Christ, we'd be dealing with with a freaking 13 out of 15 here. But I'm just saying, off top, because I don't want to have to keep saying this every time we hit a skit, 
I'm not bending. I'm not breaking. I'm not folding because I like the album or because the skits play into the concept of the album. I'm about to give someone a compliment and I don't really like them that much. Okay. Kendrick Lamar, stand up, please. Wes, 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 Wes. You tap the skits on in Good Kid, Mad City, another album where the skits all play into the concept of the album. You tack them on to the end of the songs, sir. Thank you very much. You want an example of how to do an album where you want to tell a story through skits and interludes, but you don't want to affect your rating? Good Kid, Mad City. However, that's an album where I think is greatly flawed, the songs. But we'll get to that at a later date. If I told you I tacked the skits on to the end of the song to get a better rating from Moves, would you believe me? I would. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He did tack him on to the end. And it, and that makes a difference, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I understand the arguments. It's like, well, if you know you like the album, you just get... But you, if it's coming up on shuffle, you're going to skip the skit. Yes, Unless exactly. it's that good of a skit. It's never, For you me, know? it's never if it's that good of a skit. It has to be an interlude that features some sort of musical element and this does to an extent but more so in the film score aspect not in the like it's a short song um aspect like you know that song it's on stankonia it's one of the interludes but it's like an actual song uh i think it's like question mark or exclamation point or something like that believe i'm familiar that's something i would give a seven let's say like or even the Jim Jones on Harlem Diary of a Summer, We Gonna Get So High interlude featuring Max B. Not really a song, but there's a little bit of like, there's a hook on it. It's like a hook with some ad libs. Hey, something. It can't just be talking because I'm not going to listen to that out of context. I'm not. I never will. I just won't. I need it to somehow resemble a song. All right. Well, hey, we, uh, <laughs> we we've covered that. And uh, this is why I got a six plus from both of us. So Master Ace, understand that this is not a knock on you per se or the quality of the skit. It's more so a knock on the fact that you chose to place the skit in a position where it's isolated. And thus let me put it, it let me put it this way. If these skits were tacked on to the end of the songs, none of the songs would be worse off because of it. Right. So, yeah. Um I would never give us like on this particular album with the story that's being told with the skits and everything. If they were tapped onto the end, none of my critiques would be, oh man, the song's great. But then there's all that talking at the end. Well, we've established that Mules has faced his demons. The skits will be rated accordingly. Uh, and if you don't want here's the final message to you rappers. Mm-hmm. If you don't want your skits to be scrutinized, left out on an island, exposed, tack them on to the ends of the records. Because chances are, I'm not going to mind. Or you know what? I'll double down. I'll even say, unless you're making an album like this, or like Good Kid, Mad City, where you're trying to tell a story through the skits, don't put any skits on your album. But if you must, tack them on to the end. Come on, guys. You, I mean, listen, this album is from 15 years ago. Master Ace can't go back and change that now. But you can because of these blasted streaming services. But that's another story. Uh, 
as always, it's another story. But yeah, listen, track one, the intro, the count. Six uh, plus. Six plus. Yeah. Uh, now moving on from the count. I want to suck your blood on track two and the big city. Uh, yep. Seven plus. Six plus. Ah. Gave it a six plus, bro. It was, look, I ran it back twice. After I finished the album, I ran it back and my I was just like, it's I. Here's my issue. The characters in this big, I know these characters already. There's like the shoe man who's selling shoes. There's the guy who's doing, you know, illicit activities out back of Home Depot. You know, he's working there and he's doing stuff on the side. I know these guys. Like, these aren't fresh characters to me. So that's what kept it at like a six plus. You know, these are like stereotypical figures in like now, a story. Here's like here's the thing for me. Okay. Now, I already said on the like intro to this that there's a little bit of bias with this album because it has a lot of nostalgic, like the sound of this album sounds like a certain time in my life. Okay. And I can't shake that from this album. There's a couple albums where they just feel like very integral to me. So I'm not necessarily going to give you like the best review because there's a little bit of, you know, like personal bias at work here. However, I just want to say like, to me, the song opens up like with a like it goes right into it, like with the glass breaking, the car windshield, you know, alarm goes off, the beat comes in. And this is just to me like this is a level of detail that you don't get in a lot of rap songs. Yes, these are characters that you could say are like everyday characters that like you would know from like around the way. But still, I feel like. Okay, but no, you I just were mean still- characters every day. Like they've been discussed in other rap songs and other forms of media, and feel like we all know the shoe man. We all know the guy who does dirt out like at his job on the side. You know, like it would have yeah. benefited from some fresh characterization. I don't think it needs to because again, this is just he's just setting the scenery on this song. He's he's taking you to the big city where this is where it's going to all go down. This is where the story is going to take place. And I think he did a good job of just explaining, like, this is, here's the thing, like, there may be some people, they've never been to Brooklyn before, you know? And I think in terms of just, like, setting the stage for everything, talking about some people in his hood, like, it's it, it does its job. It's a seven to me, seven plus, because I like, you know, I like the, it's got, like, personality. Like, the way Ace is delivering everything is just, he has like it's very like it's very easy to follow. It's very again back to that simplicity again, where you know he said he was just trying to survive the recession and he got locked up for stolen goods and gun possession. Like that's so simple. That's like literally like that's not advanced level rapping or anything. But he's setting the scenery perfectly. I feel like okay, all right. I mean, you know, I like, like I said, it's it's all right. You know, you know why I'm not mad he at the ha- he has to set the stage for why he needs to go hustle like he does. Sure, I just I just personally feel like the stage could have been set a little more uniquely. That's fair. I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna like sit here and tell you this is you know these are original characterizations. Right. But I do think it it certainly does its job. Seven plus. 
Okay. Well, uh, want to go to this track three? Yeah, good old. Uh, oh, before I, we always forget to mention the producer. Uh, Big City was produced by Doug Infinite, and uh, Good Old Love is produced by Ninth Wonder. Okay, here's the thing. Now we're cooking. All right, oh, this Good bro. Old Love. I'm glad we're cooking now. I gave it eight plus. It's one of my seven. I gave it a seven plus, and this this is something that could go up. I could come back and be like, Yo, I was tripping. It's even better than I thought. Seven plus for me. Uh, when I it's heard one it, of I my like, favorites on the album. It's uh, it's tied with a song we'll get to pretty shortly. Okay. Yeah. Very very good record. Um, you know I the like Willie Hutch. Give me some of that good old love. Oh, look, this is how you flip one of them. Uh, one of them soul samples, bro. This is how it's you a do classic. It. I mean, if you've heard like you know a Ninth Wonder like Soul Chop, like it's that. Yeah. But it's slight. Like I don't know. Like maybe I'm just again. Maybe this is just the nostalgia. But it feels like it's slightly more soulful than your average yeah. Ninth Wonder beat. Yeah, I agree. I feel it too. I feel it too because I've heard a lot. Of, I have a lot of Ninth Wonder beats, and there's something about this one that has like a little extra sparkle on it. You know. So um, I also really like on this song, like Master Ace harmonizing on the hook actually does oh, not sound yeah. bad at all. It, he says, it "Sounds good." Uh, gotta be the real thing. Something yeah. you can feel thing. Come on, dope. let me make you sing. Give me that good old love. And then the sample. Give me some of that good old love. <laughs> this is hip hop, bro. What, what what else needs to be said, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, this is, this is, uh, here we go. And I, when I heard it, and this, I didn't know who the producers were when I heard it, but I was like, Ninth Wonder. So I'm glad to know that it was Ninth Wonder. Now, this is not uh, a love song for those who haven't heard oh, it. No. It's, this uh, is talking yeah. about love, like give me, show me love is like an artist basically is a rapper. Yeah, right. You know, um, and of course I had to throw in, a, I had to throw in a R.I.P. Bernie Mac because you know he was sampled on here at the end. Uh, yeah, I mean this is just like a classic hip hop record, like a a uh, you know quintessential hip hop record. I just it's 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 good man <laughs> like it's good there's not much to say like if you like soul samples or sampled hip-hop you know boom bap if you like a, a just it's just a tight not the slang type but just like tight it's a tight record you know yep. it's, it's really it's, what i got listen, to say about it it's it's really like to me it's when i think of this album it's the song that pops in my head okay that's dope because there are three on here that I think will come to define this album, and this is one of them for me. It's the first one. So, yeah, eight plus for Mool, seven plus for Mel. We're going on to this next uh, interlude. Yeah, which track four? This six Fats plus Belvedere, six plus for me too. Fast Belvedere, basically, he's um, kind of like a shady dude, Italian guy, you know, like a Guido wise guy kind of guy, and. You kind of uh, get to know him a little bit and his relationship with Master Ace on this skit. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, not much the six plus. Another interlude should have been tagged on, you know. Yep. Uh, but we got this track five, The Grind. Eight and, plus, um, my, my, tied with Good Old Love, my, my favorite songs on this album. Wow. Okay, now here's the thing. I give it a seven minus. Okay, okay, okay. It was calm, a six moves, calm down, calm down, man. <laughs> It was a six plus, but as the record went on, I'm like, no, no, I like this. But you know what was bothering me? I realized 
Um, it's because I got PTSD, bro. Everything he's talking about in here, I left the game for all these reasons. You know, right. like he's talking about the grind of, you know, being a rapper, being in that industry. I'm like, I'm 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 wincing as I'm listening because I'm like, oh, I got the willies, bro. I'm like, I don't. So I what's funny so about this far one away. is uh, this was produced by Crisis. Now, Ninth Wonder and Crisis, I guess, have my two favorite songs on the album. And I don't know if that was because, like, at the time, like, back in 04, like, Little Brother, like, Ninth was still with Little Brother. And, like, the Murray's and Ninth album just came out, and I was really into that sound. But oh, yeah. I've always liked the grind. I like the hook. I'm on the grind. Still got the money on my mind. And I feel like I'm walking on the line when it seems like I'm running out of time. That's when I'm going on the grind. The beat's dope. Like, that... <laughs> kind of sounds like a little primo-ish. Okay. And... Yeah, I mean, this is a song about hustling, working hard, you know, like, you know, touring, like the hardships of being an artist independently. Ace is talking about I'm the manager, road manager and call handler, booking agent, choreographer and tour planner, the VP of marketing, promotions, producer and arranger with a range of emotions. Like I can I can relate to it. I see. I I It is a little traumatizing, but I can relate to it because I've been there for so many years. Or rather, I'm traumatized. And it, it evokes that trauma, you know. But uh, you know, I realize well that that if that can bring to mind, you know, uh, those experiences, you know, it's good record. And really, what got the record over for me was Apocalypse's verse. Actually, I think wow. I think he had the better verse. To me, it just had more bite to it. I don't disagree. Um, he he has like uh, immediacy in his bars. Yeah. You know, or like an um, urgency, I guess, is the word, you know, right. It was it was like, uh, let me see. Does this does this the, I'm looking for the daggone lyrics. You never know if you're going to find them on this Internet. Uh, yeah, here we go. Apocalypse said something on here. Um, I, maybe I shouldn't repeat it. Cause it, <laughs> yeah, actually, never mind. I can't repeat it. But just know I like, I like this verse. It hits a little close to home. Um, yeah, there's immediacy to it. Uh, I liked his verse a lot. Uh, yeah, so I, I gave it the seven minus. You know, uh, yeah, good beat. Um, yeah, and you gave it the eight plus, right? Eight plus. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really one A one B with good old love as like the two songs that define this album for me, and those. Just like when I hear them, it just takes me back to a time and a place. Right. Okay. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at you. Oh, wait. That's the wrong album. All right. Here we go. Uh, Track six. We got H-O-O-D or Hood. Uh, Produced by Get Large. I gave it an eight minus. Wow. Um, I gave it a six. Wow. Is it? Now, let me ask you. Is it the content or is it the beat that did that for you? It was really the fact that I wrote like, and you said this, and and this is what I was alluding to. Um, You said one of his strengths is like simplicity. I agree, but sometimes for me, I wish he'd do a little more. And this was a record where I felt like it was simplistic to a fault. Like I wanted wanted it to, to be a little 
to have a little more depth to it, you know, just right. Literally, the concept is in the title. It's about the hood, right? You know, and you so, know, and it's just the average hood, you know, like, and you just get these stories about, you know, he sees the same scowls and frowns on the same faces, you know, from city to city wherever he goes, and then the sample sort of echoes that with sort of like chipmunk soul wherever I go. I thought you would like it because there's interplay with sampling and you like when the artist like talks to the sample. (laughs) You know, I like that. So Um, it's like, you know, basically Ace is saying we got broke people, poor people, my people, your people. And the sample's going wherever I go. Right. And it won't change. Can't change. Ever change. Don't change. And everyone knows. And I thought you would like that because you seem to like when those samples play with the vocals. Yeah. I like when they interact with the sample. That now, here's the thing about this one. I gave it an eight minus. I may be effing tripping. I may have to bring it to a seven plus, but I like the joint. It's like, it just keeps the flow of the album going for me. Um, I admit that like, if not for nostalgia and bias, I probably wouldn't bite on a beat like this in 2019. It's okay. too chipmunky. It's not soulful enough. Okay. But I'm a little tainted with my own uh, experiences, nostalgia, and just the sound of the record to me brings me back again. Like, I'm I'm a little useless, at least in the top half of this album, of just remembering stuff and not really uh, being as critical as I am on certain things I'm less familiar with, just being honest. Okay. I, and listen, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to albums where <laughs> you'll be looking at Mel and Mel will be saying the same thing. You know? that's, bro, um, that's fine. Sometimes the thing is, is that music sometimes like gets in you and it doesn't leave you even when you move on yeah. and you and your palate expands and all this other stuff. You might still go like, bro, I'll still go back and watch like the old, you know, X-Men cartoons from when I was a kid. And I'm like, this is great. Would I watch an X-Men cartoon now? Hell no. I don't even care about the X-Men. There's certain things that just, you know, they stay with you. They don't leave you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, But this this next track here, this this uh, this track seven. Yeah, uh, the stoop interlude. Six plus. I mean, what do you do? What more can I say? Wow, Moles is is uh is is really giving us uh the pipes today. Uh yeah, six plus. And here's the thing. Uh quick note. I keep telling y'all, we keep pushing this propaganda on this show. Streaming services are bad. And and, and another example of why, on, on Spotify, it was the stood. Like <laughs> like someone stood up. And I'm like, this can't be right. Because clearly they're talking about a stoop. Like he's on the fat. Right. And Fats calls him like, stoop dog. Right. Stoop dog. You know? You know? So I'm like, this can't be the stood. But yeah. Six plus on this. Um, which leads into the next track. This Because uh, he's uh, he's telling him like, uh, I'm writing a song about like the beauty around me. And Fats is like, there's nothing beautiful around here. And he's like, yeah, there is. You just got to look closer. You know? And we go into this track eight. This is beautiful. Uh, what do you give it? Eight minus. Seven minus slash plus. 
Okay, I know what <laughs> I know what you like about it already. It's the. I mean, I do like the beat. Yes, you're you're um, you love you love those uh, those like funky synth lounge like oh, yeah. like elements in I mean, music. Here's here's the thing. Yeah, I like the beat. Here's what's a seven plus about it to me: the beat and verse two. I really like verse two. Okay. The rest is like a seven minus. I wish the hook was better. Like the hook is a little like eh, to me. That's but, the, um, that's where my minus comes from. After like DeGrind and Good Old Love, those are like waste. Even Hood, you know, like right. These like I don't know. I'm not saying like I'm not going to say like it's not in the pocket, but like it doesn't feel like a hook. It just feels like right. Well, we got this space on the beat. We got to do something with. You got to do something with. I like both verses though. I like verse one and two, and three. Okay. Well, hey, um, it's a beautiful thing listening to this rap music and what's apparently this was interpolated by Joiner Lucas on "I'm Not Racist." What? Yeah, I wasn't expecting to talk about that man or that record today, but huh? There's the fun fact for y'all. And uh, this one was produced by Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Yeah, so this is about, like, stopping Uh, and looking around and seeing the beauty in things. Right. Uh, I gotta say, because we had this conversation recently, I want to know, tweet at me, or or contact us, however you feel you you like to contact us. Growing up, did you mix Kool-Aid flavors? I want to know. Because this was something that happened in my household, and I'm just trying to get a gauge on this. You know, did you make like cherry limeade? You know, did you did you did you you know turn into a scientist in the kitchen? And uh, please specify your race if you don't mind. Oh yeah, do that. That's actually important. Let me know what you are. We've uh, been conducting a independent study here at Rap Rankings Research Institute, and we just want to know. We just want to know. You know the different the different ways that Kool Aid is consumed in this country and the entire world actually it's is open to the whole world let us know uh anyway what is track nine is track nine uh yeah track nine uh Faye, f-a-y fuck all y'all featuring strick of emc produced by dr period what do you give it mel gave it a seven okay i gave it a seven plus okay. it's funny it's the funniest song on the album well maybe it's, not but it's the second funniest song on the album it is funny um, I wrote, uh, <laughs> I can't even, I don't even know what this is in reference to, but for some reason, something in the song made me write, here we go. <laughs> and then I, there's a quote when he was like, yo, stop telling me that. I think it was like one, he was like, you know, you're going to blow like any day now. He's like, yo, stop telling me that. And I relate. It's like, stop telling me that. Um, I wrote, these are, this is rapping about rapping that works. Um, but it's not all rapping about rapping. It's also rapping about like, you know, he said, I got a dog that don't bark, a cat that don't meow. Like he's saying like, fuck all yeah, y'all. Like fuck my girl, agree. fuck my pets, fuck yeah, you, fuck everybody basically. Yeah. yeah it's a, a, it's a fuck everybody record basically. Yeah. And what's funny is when it came on, I wrote like Eminem when the beat first came on. Cause it was like reminding me of Eminem and I wasn't too far off as far as the concept by the end of the record. You know, it's funny in that Eminem sort of way. Um, well, funny enough, 
Master Ace is one of Eminem's greatest inspirations. Really? Yeah. He um he took a lot from his style and delivery from Master Ace. Did not know that. It's um, true. Where did you hear this? From Eminem. Oh, Marshall Mathers himself. Yo, I really like Master Ace. Master Ace, Eminem. They have a record together called Hellbound. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Go to hell, y'all. And I don't mean that in a uh, malicious sense. Uh, Yeah, this uh, this F-A-Y, definitely something I could ride around with probably every day. I get it's in, it's an aggressive, it's like an day. aggressive record with a sense of humor. Yeah, and you need that, you know? You might not know you need it, but you do. Uh, anyway, track uh, 10 here. This is, yeah. this, this is another. Now, here's the thing. It's another skit. I gave this one a 7 minus. So you're going to listen to this skit completely <laughs> separate from the rest of the album. Listen, you're going to bump. Know, the you facts this, crib interlude. You know that this scumbag alert, scumbag alert, rankings, review. fake news alert. F we got him. Didn't hit that crack pipe at least once during the review. We got him, boys. Bro. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. It was something about this one, and, and here's a spoiler alert: there's no other skit for the rest of the album. Something about Fats Crib just worked for me. I, I'll listen to Fats all Crib. The, by all itself. the all the skits work for me on this album. Well, I work by itself is what I'm saying. I don't know. So you're I think gonna, I'll listen you're to a, Fats you're Crib. Bumping, you're bumping Fats Crib, rolling down the street in your overheated car, bumping Fats <laughs> Crib. <laughs> Look, yes, because there's something warm about it. It's like he's like, yo, I'm going to the, you need me to get you something. And he's like, coming now, out of the this, last Is record. this the one interlude with like music underneath it? I don't think so. I think it was just like <laughs> that sound design. They were in an apartment. It, 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 you know what it was? When it comes on Fats, it's like, sounds like this rap thing's really got you stressed out or something like that. And he's like, yeah, man, but whatever. I'm going to the store. You want something? I don't know. Something seemed very real about it to me. And I'll listen to those two uh, talk for like a minute <laughs> when I'm riding around in my car. Psychotic behavior is what it is. It's unhinged psychotic behavior. Yeah, Joker in theaters now. Uh, so, what did you give this? A six plus? Yeah, like I gave all the skits because they work within the context of the album, but I would never want to listen to them outside of the context. For some reason, this one works for me outside the context of the album. I don't know. I I just I like listening to these two talk here. I don't know. I'm crazy. What do you want? Uh. Track 11, Soda and Soap. Yes, featuring uh, Gene Gray and produced yeah. by DJ Spinner. Right. Uh, seven plus. Seven plus for me too, man. Yeah. Um, um, hey, I listen, uh, like Jizz's labels or like Pizza Boy's uh, One Day in Candyland or whatever the hell that song is called. This is a very um, concept-driven record. And I'll tell you something. You you might have almost had to revoke my rap card because I didn't catch it until like eight bars in. <laughs> you know, until he said like Dr. Pepper. I might be a fake rap fan, but the concept, he's like 
like you know weaving laundry items and like sodas in and out of the bars you know well funny enough in an interview that um mass ace did with hip-hop canada okay he said that this song was originally ghost written for will smith you know oh wow wow wait a minute though because here's the thing i wrote here i'm like i wrote woo and then I wrote Will Smith Candy because that's a Will Smith record where he does the same thing, but just with candy. Yes. On Big Willie style. Well, that came out, though, in like, what, 97? Seven. Yeah, 97. So this would so, have been for He's a Nice Guy. What's that album? Lost and Found. So he was going to do this concept again. Yeah. But or with, or but is with it like, something that Master Ace was holding on to for seven years? And Will just decided to rap about candy instead. Did he write candy? I don't know. Well, what I know about Big Willie's style is he may not have written much of it. Or at least had help with it. Was in questionable pen for sure, but... Let's see. Uh, I don't <laughs> think he... Uh, I don't think... The only other writer is uh, Cameo, basically, you know? Yes, I know. Uh, that takes over me. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, so this this is a record. Mass Ace is running through, you know, like corner store items, basically. Yeah. And I mean, he's working it into his rhymes. Jean Grey's on the hook. She doesn't have a proper verse on this record. She doesn't, which is kind of a bummer. But I'm fine. Like, because I like I think Jean. I think I think she's really. Uh, a very underrated MC. People have laughed at me when I've put her on lists of like the best MCs, but I, she's, she's great. She's like very, uh, almost the opposite of mass ace in the sense that like some of her stuff is not plain spoken at all. It's like very, very dense. cerebral. Yeah. Um, um, but I think she works in her spot on this song. Yeah. I think she killed the hook personally. And, uh, yeah, I just wrote, look, I wrote beat good, well-executed concept. This is one of those records where, like, having listened to as much rap as I have, it's not going to blow me away, but I think it's well-executed, you know, like, for what the concept is, which is why it gets to 7+. plus. I feel like if I had just started listening to rap, I w- this is one of those songs I would be going around showing everybody. You got to hear this, this soda and soap, you know, like, listen to what he does. You get it? You get it? You know? But, right, the novelty value of a song like this. I mean, right. You know, there's there's a for like you said, like a newer listener. There's probably some novelty value here. This think it's a good rap record, man. Like, and it's the yeah. thing when you when you write a record like this, you have to do two things. You have to make sure that you're getting all your references in, but you also have to make sure you're writing a good verse that isn't just um, like right. spot to spot, reference to reference. Right. It has to work as a song and it can't just be, you know, um, like you can't just shoehorn shit in there without without the song working on its own. If you didn't know what any of these things were. Yeah. Like the references can't stick out like a sore thumb and just be like there for the sake of. All right. You see that you catch that? Like it has to be. And I think it is because, like I said, I didn't catch it. Until like eight bars in. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, wait, that's what he's doing here. Okay. You know, and that scored points with me because, you know, 
if it was it, it shouldn't be too obvious you know because then it really turns into a novelty record but uh yeah seven pluses from both of us um yep track 12 got this this track 12 yeah this do it's, it man yeah it's do it man featuring big noid uh some okay. may know him from uh his appearances with mob deep Queensbridge uh, MC, Big Noid. This is produced by Marco Polo. Uh, right. Who he would go on to do, uh, you know, a Brooklyn story with. with. And, of course, the underground classic Nostalgia off of the Master Ace or the uh, Marco Polo Port Authority album. Well, here's the thing. Some of you also may know this guy, Big Noid, from Domino's Pizza. No, that's um, the Noid. The same guy, right? No, they're different guys. Dude, Big Noid is going to clap your ass up if he ever hears this. <laughs> what? The Noid is great. They need to bring him back. So Big Noid actually gets the first verse on this song. And um, he's cool, you know? He's Big Noid. I, think I give this Ace... song a six. It's a six, bro. It's just, it's all right. Listen to me. I'm not about that violent talk, all right? That black on black crime. We need to pull our pants up. And start respecting ourselves. What the hell is this? Who the fuck is this? What the hell? Give this song a seven, bro. It's all right. And another thing. Blue lives most definitely matter. Oh, my God. They might matter more than black ones. What the hell? I said it. What the (laughs) hell is going on here? What kind of show is this? I give this song a seven. I have no problem with black lives. Absolutely no problem with them. And I have no problem with violence. I love a good old. I'm I love, joking. I'm joking. I, I love some good violence every now and then. Listen, this this song it, it was sitting at a six plus until Master Ace came in. I think he injected like a good dose of personality into the second verse. It's cool. It's a seven. I like the song. Ain't much to say about it other than that. There's some violent threats on here. Well, here's especially the thing. It's not from about Big violence Lord. because. It's balanced out by Master Ace's verse. It leads off with violence, but then it's like you know. This violence is a threat to the community, you know, according to Mass Ace. Um, I think it's just like the sort of cartoonishness of the first verse from Big Noid. I was just like, okay, you're going to you're going to do cartoonishness. Yeah, I'm just like, bro, you know, I got a death wish. If somebody came up to me talking that stuff, I'm like, all right, I'd be checking my watch. All right, you're going to rip my liver out through my ear and all. Okay. Come on, bro. It's Queensbridge, man. It's the Dunn language. Scared of no Queensbridge. Oh my god, this man's talking so crazy. <laughs> Scared of no bridge. Get him off of bridges. Now listen, he should have got the Noid on this track. No, he shouldn't have. Big Noid was fine. He did fine. He wasn't great. He was okay. Master Ace <laughs> did great, I think. And the beat's okay. The song itself, I mean, it's a seven to me. It's it's alright. I like it. Like, I'm I don't not like it. Okay. Alright. Well, hey, uh, seven from you, six from me. Yeah. Uh, this tra- okay. Listen, you got to give me the stage for this track thirteen. Track thirteen. I got to take you through the journey. Of Brooklyn Mel Masala, and record. produced by Explicit, <laughs> featuring Les Leschia or Leschia. Brooklyn Masala. Listen, okay. I'm gonna lead off with the rating. All right, hold seven. on a second. I gave it a seven plus, and it's a story song. It is. The story song, this Brooklyn Masala. You give it a seven plus, I give it a seven. Here's the thing. So it comes on, I hear 
Mastace, he's like, so sexy. And I got scared. And I'm like, oh, no. Is this going to be one of them, like, obnoxious, clunky rap songs about girls? You know? Surprisingly, no. Well, here's the thing. Surprisingly, not all the way, I would say. So, as you know, it gets like 30 seconds in. I'm like, the beat is good, though. I'm, I'm, I'm counting on this record to be bad. But I'm like, I like the beat. Now, here's the thing. He mentions that the girl is from Pakistan. And that's when fetishizing Mel came in. That's when hashtag exotic Mel came in. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting weak at this point. And I'm like, oh, we got some ethnics in here. You know I love that. Oh, and Lord. then I'm laughing and I'm like, uh, there's a Nas sample in it. And I'm like, oh, great. Nas, king of awkward sex raps. Perfect, perfect person in place on this record. And then I wrote that I'm effing nodding my dusty patriarchal head to this then and then he's talking about (laughs) he's talking about there's a red dot on her forehead i'm like oh listen we're just getting more problematic but this yeah listen it's beat though listen the whole thing bro brooklyn masala because she's pakistani i mean listen this this thing is (laughs) the right kind of wrong Okay. This is, exactly. Exactly. It's the right kind of wrong. Is the it's right, the right kind, kind of, wrong. of wrong. And listen, this is rap, baby. Okay. Fuck your feelings. <laughs> all right. This is rap. Okay. And as far as these type of records go, I'm actually kind of. I've always been kind of surprised that like, like it it ticks all the boxes pretty much of like what I'm not looking for in a rap record, and yet I still like the record quite a bit. So it's seven plus, you know. Listen. It's he's talking about the C cups pumping. We stopped kissing long enough to pay the tab. Yeah, right. You kiss girls. Okay, bro. You know, I loved it. Listen, um, I've definitely made my fair share of cheesy and ill-advised girl songs. You know, I don't think this is cheesy. Bro, bro. It's 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 that's look, it's trust me. If trust me, okay, I'm the king of this. It's cheesy, bro. But it's cheesy in a good way. It's cheesy in a good way. Now, there's a lot there's a lot questionable about it. You know? I think this kind of like, dude, you expect I mean you said you expect the worst from a record like this. And yet I was shocked to to for it to get over with me. I mean, there's this like this sound bite at the end. He's like like it's like I gotta break her down. I'm like, oh my god, the patriarchy is just threatening to burst out of this record. But but it sometimes the patriarchy's got a good beat to it. That's sometimes all I gotta the, say. Listen, Mike sometimes drops, it's a seven. Sometimes the the patriarchy wins, y'all. Seven plus. <laughs> Brooklyn Masala, look, I, and if you if anyone in their right mind would not play this for an ethnic woman, but. You would play it in the in the comfort of your own home or in your own car. Well, to that don't, I say, don't use this song to hit on a girl from Pakistan. That's what I. Oh, tell absolutely you. not. Don't do but that. to the song itself, I say, I want to see you again, Brooklyn Masala. <laughs> Brooklyn Masala. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah. Seven for me. Uh, seven mm-hmm. plus removals. Yep. All right. Yeah. So. There it is. Uh, the next track here is track 14. 
The Proposition. Yes. It's another interlude skit, if you will. Yep. Six plus. I, gave it a six. I just gave it a flat six. Okay. Oh, too much um, too much of that uh too much of that, that dirty dog talk. Uh really just it was like all right you know it's like all right this is the proposition i figured this was coming we knew it was coming um, yeah now okay bro track 15 travelocity it's uh <sighs> featuring punchline and wordsworth and it's produced by get large it's the funniest song on the album it's a this seven a five for me bro this song a is five? five this is a, a five bro. This is now. This is the perfect companion piece to Brooklyn Masala. This is doing it wrong. Okay? Oh, you're trip. You're tripping, bro. This one's funny. Bro, I like this one, bro. This J Zone ass record. Okay, like it. Well, you got to drag J Zone into this because I read his book. Because you let me read it, and it's the kind of thing he would love. Um, this raunchy. Like, here's the thing. I'm not mad at it being raunchy. I love most raunchy things. But it's like I don't. They're trading, bro. I'm not you don't outraged. hear the. It's just crass. All right, and hold it up. Does First off, let's break this down bit by bit. The beat is fire. Boom, mm. boom, 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 boom. Another Eminem record. Another Eminem beat. Doesn't sound right. like anything Eminem would rap over. I think he would rap on this. And then, yo, the, the like, Wordsworth ends the first. They're like going back and forth. They want to have fun like Cindy Lauper, Wendy Barker, Chick was a friendly stalker, met her in Indy with a Fendi Parker, switched the plan, never got to sniff the- Okay, we're back. Technical difficulties. My theory is that the difficulties were a result of Mules trying to defend a record that is a 5 out of 10. Nope. The issue no, no, is- No, the music and- gods interrupted you because you were wilding. I'm wilding? I'm, I was just explaining that this is a- this is a hip hop record, bro. People are picking up where the last MC left off and they're trading bars. They got a good, this record has uh, some funny lines in it. The wordplay is good. The rapping is good. Takes me back to those lyricist lounge days. Listen. They're talking about Sniff the Clam, bro. <laughs> I mean, and the hook is like, we travel. Well, no, that's not what they say. That's not what they. That's not the just the hook. What are the other words? Well, no, there are other words surrounding "we travel." Yeah, but "we travel" is the repeated refrain. Man, I can't wait till we do a Childish Gambino album on here. (laughs) Don't 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 punish Childish Gambino because these people. Man, this man's voice crack trying to defend Childish Gambino. Oh please, no! Look, look, they they want to look. No, no, no! no, Not Childish! No, 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 no! no. First of all, first of all, he only has one great rap album. So, like, what are we talking about here? Is that because of the bars, my friend? Maybe we do an audit. Maybe we do an audit of those bars one day, huh? Well, listen. The we way do you're an doing an audit on, on Master A Strickland and Punchline and Wordsworth. How dare you? Bro. This is Lyricist Lounge, baby. Lyricist Lounge. I'm not going to talk about the what was referenced here, but just know this some guy on here is talking about aiming for the dot on her forehead. Okay. So, oh, so it was cool on the last record, but not on this no, one. No, because they weren't aiming for it. 
That's oh, why no, this is right. hip hop, baby. No, no. Well, We're about to take it to the tip top, baby. <laughs> this is the this is the bit bottom, okay? Uh they're using slurs. Look, I'm not gonna get into this. Because you don't really I'm not listen. even being performatively woke for the internet. Sensitive sensitive rap listener Melvin's I'm feelings not, have been hurt I'm not being by the record. Per, no, I'm not being performatively woke for the show. You are. You are. Be. You're talking about no, the patriarchy. I'm just, this does nothing for me. Is all like what why would I listen to this? Because it's a good rap record. It's in Ugh. the playful nature of hip hop trading bars having fun. I don't fun. play around like this. Well, this is then, this is hurtful rhetoric. Oh my god. <laughs> Can't, I can't wait till we review an Eminem album. Well, no, Eminem is better at this. I think Eminem is better at this. That's that's this the is, white privilege jumped two- out. <laughs> Listen, We're aiming for all the dots, baby, in 2019 and 2020. Get ready, Travelocity oh, tour coming soon. You are soon. gross. Look, Mules and Mel, rap rankings, rap rankings, Travelocity tour coming soon. We're coming for all you hoes. No, no, I'm running. I'm running the sound bite again. Turn that off. Will you turn that thing off? What's eating you now? Yeah, what's eating you? That music, it stinks. Oh, you don't like it, huh? No, turn it off. <laughs> we'll talk about. Oh, you don't like it, huh? <laughs> yeah, turn it off. Turn it off. It's a five. It's a five. Listen, I'm not calling it a four because my my I'm not that easily you know rattled by things. It is rap. It's hip hop, baby. But like, I have no use for this. That's why it's a five. You know. <sighs> You would have no use for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm a virgin. Well, let me tell you, for all you fuckers out there, this is the <laughs> one for you. Okay. All, all you right. sex havers, this uh, is the one for you. All right. You gave this a seven, you said? I think I gave it a seven plus. Oh, my God. Funniest song on the record behind uh, F-A-Y. All right. Well, listen, that's that on that. As Drake's dad would say. Uh, track 16, The Ways. Yeah. I gave it a six. Oh, man. This <sighs> this was this was rap about rap that I didn't need. Here's uh, wow. producer's DJ Sirius, The Ways. It's a rap song about rap. And it talks about, you know, um, beef, like rap beef and you know, cruise and the music business. It's very um, like well-worn territory, even for Master Ace. I like, here's the thing. I just, I like the beat. I, I think Master Ace does a good enough job on it. Like, I mean, it is, I'll, 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 I'll say this. I'm not like shocked that you gave this a six. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. It's not that I can't relate. Because I was that rapper who thought I was getting so-called fronted on. And and what he's saying isn't a lie. He's right about all of it. It do be like that, whether you're whack or not. You could be good and have to deal with all this stuff. You know? Or you could think you're good and not be actually good and still have to deal with all this stuff. He's right. He's not telling any lies on here. And the thing is, I learned about the ways and how I couldn't deal with them. So I left. You know? I'm not running up in no executives. I'm not running in pigeons and planes offices with a bat. You know, (laughs) like I just I don't want to play the politics. I left the game. So listen, if you're a new rapper, I'd say listen to the ways. If you're not, yeah, if you still haven't been uh, disillusioned with the game and I get that, like 
if you if you can relate to this song, there's a possibility that everything he's saying you already know. Number one, right. and number two, you've are like you you don't have utility for a record like this because you've been through the ringer yourself. There's no need to sort of relitigate any of this stuff. Um, I just listen. I can relate to the record, and I also I like the record. Is it spectacular? No, I gave it a seven. I think it's 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 cool. I like it. Like it's, but it's on the lower end of like. Okay. Just because it is, you know, this is not just for Master Ace, but in rap in general. How many songs are like the ways? Many, I feel like. Yeah. But it does, you know, it does strike a particular chord with me, regardless. Okay. Um. Should we move on to track 17? We should, because this is my only six on the album as far as rap songs go. Okay, well, we're going to meet here. I give it a six minus, actually. This is what you want to know. Yeah, uh, it's featuring uh, Ed O.G. And, um, it's, it's, a, cool. it's like a cult I mean, of personality record. You know, like, I would need to know more about Master Ace to enjoy it. And even then, I don't know if I would enjoy it. You know, it's it's like I learned in my career about these types of records and why they don't always fly. You know, see, I, because, I'm, I'm like I know what he's referring to when he's talking about like Born to Roll and stuff like that. Like I know Ace's history, all that stuff, but I don't need like I really I'm never I'm never a big fan of these kind of records where people are talking about their accomplishments, talking about the pitfalls, like. He's talking about at one point, uh, Ed OG is talking about getting like sued by Diddy. Yeah. Or he, or no, rather, um, did, like he's in some sort of case with Diddy over Diddy jacking him um, for his song, I Gotta Have It. You know, they're just like this record, it's all right. I mean, like, there's that, like, Master Ace, as I said, like, his beauty is in his simplicity. But I mean, dude, a Helen Keller line. Yeah, and I wrote a note about that. He's like dumb, like Helen. First of all, Helen Keller is not dumb. She's just deaf and blind. <laughs> all right, <laughs> like she's not dumb, right? She was well, a no, smart I think, person. No, that not dumb like that. It's I think it's like the old way people used to refer to that was like deaf, slang deaf, dumb and blind. Yeah. Oh, the phrase deaf, dumb and blind. Yeah. Okay. Well, she but was it doesn't mean, I don't think it means, she wasn't dumb. I don't think it means dumb, like dumb. Well, listen, these are the new times where dumb means dumb. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, it's just like Helen Keller. We've heard so many bars about Helen Keller throughout the years, not about me being offended at the, language use that's that we save that for college boy mel <laughs> but i'm not offended i'm not easily shaken at all um i think i've even forgiven anti-semitism on this show already wow so and reminders to the listeners he can do that because he's jewish yeah so um yeah man i just whatever you know in fact right. i don't think this record should have been on the album it doesn't play into the concept at all Wow. I think that it's a record where it's two guys who probably wanted to make a record together. There you have it. Okay. And they wanted to address some things. 
I guess, about their careers. But yeah, six minus for me. Six Would have actually me. worked better on Disposable Arts. Huh. Well, that's where they should have put it, I suppose. But uh, track 18, another skit, The After Party. Give it a six. Yep. Six plus for me. Just all the skits and interludes are six pluses. Okay. Well, uh, track 19. Yes. Oh, my God. Go first. Featuring the Beat Nuts and Razel. Um, gave it a seven minus. I gave this thing a five. A five? I honestly now I now I get sensitive Mel giving Travelocity a five because it it shook him to his very core and it, it <laughs> made him feel things that he didn't want to feel. But oh my god, featuring Razel and the Beat Nuts, produced by Explicit, a very um, upbeat record. I'm surprised you don't like this one. With blood, it's got that beat nuts sort of like flute sound in it. Listen, (laughs) with blood still fresh on the streets, that's the beat they wanted to give me, bro. It sounds like like the the beat. It sounds like the beat from the memes, bro. You know which one? This one right here. Oh come on! No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It what it it is. Is this guy explicit? The producer is trying to make a beat that sounds like a beat nuts beat. Did he succeed? I think yeah, he did. I thought it was a beat nuts beat. Here's the, here's the beat. Here's the beat. Uh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yo, beat is hard, <laughs> yo. <to> yeah. Listen to you. It just sounds like to me, you know. Um, that's really what no, they would offer me. It's a flute. It's do 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 do. Oh look, I don't, I don't like I don't like most of the flute, the flute beats that everyone keeps trying to put over. I don't like the new age flute beats. This is flute you know? rap, man. Oh god, I don't like flute rap, man. I, I like <laughs> listen. From the from the so that's all you got to say about the record. You got you got no comment about to to this one. Listen, all right, I'm good on this. I'm good. So you got no love for Razel. You got no love for the Beat Nuts. You got no love for Master Ace. No love. You're talking about killing another man. (laughs) We need that one too. (laughs) We need that soundbite too. You talking about killing another man? <laughs> Listen, in, in the record, they're like all natural, like a case of Snapple. Listen, check it out. As an avid Snapple drinker, I got news for you. This stuff ain't natural, bro. They didn't know it was 2004. They were still selling that shit in the glass bottles. Oh, I got one right here. Can you? This is yeah, a but squeeze, Listen. squeeze the bottle. Hold squeeze on. the bottle though. Wait. Oh, it doesn't do the pop anymore because it's already open. Is the Squeeze one. the bottle. Yeah, it's glass. No, it's not. It's plastic now. No, no, no they they make them in plastic bottles. These are the gla- I got these are at the store. The glass bottle. Nah, that's not glass, bro. Tap this it with your on. fingernail. Tap it with your fingernail. You hear that? Oh, that sounds like glass. That sounds actually glass, very gla- glass. That sounds classic. Classic. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, listen, I'm, yeah, I'm going to read you the nutrition facts on this, bro. Per See, bottle, this is honestly, this is like, this, this is, this is what happens. Honestly, this might be a generational thing because like I grew up on like the beet nuts and stuff like that. Uh, listen, yeah, they're nuts. All right. These, these, they're beat these, all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah listen i'm gonna tell you all natural like a case of snapple one of these bottles has 84 percent of your daily value of sugars so that's great 84 that means you're only 16 percent of the way to get your daily values <laughs> <sighs> oh man all right listen uh I'll tell you the rap sounded I. It's just the beat was just doing it was doing a lot for me. See, the beat to me is like what makes this one stand out. It's like, oh, okay, this is the like, oh, you got the flutes. Okay. It stood out. It definitely stood out. Feeling real f- fluty out here. What did you give it? A seven? A seven minus. Okay. See that? Listen, all right. that, yeah. that, that like all right, okay, okay. I'm holding out hope that one day that minus will will call to you in your dreams and tell you that you know what you need to do. Well, I'll tell you this much, okay? I like Travelocity better than this record. So, if one of your fives were to ever turn into a six for me, it would be this. Wow. Okay, I'll accept that. Uh, also, like. It's um I I could see if like you were with blood as you said with blood still fresh on the streets this might not have been this almost sounds like you're being mocked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm not mad at your 5. I'm mad at your travelocity rating. It shows a true lack of uh depth as a person, I think. You you know me when when I want to get in that mode I want to get in that mode when I don't want to be in that mode I don't want to be reminded of it. So basically, because you weren't in that closer mo- than Travelocity. Okay. Yeah, you me have on bad on bad Sunday at that. Uh, yeah, but you know, and yet when you I, have the nerve, the unmitigated nerve, to take my boys from that lyricist lounge, and and to bestow on them a five. Punchline and Wordsworth did not deserve that rating. But we're not talking about that anymore. I expect next month's episode, you're going to be fucking tripping about Travelocity. I won't. I won't. Not until they stop threatening to uh, ejaculate on people's religious sentiments. They don't threaten. They're not threatening. It's a promise. Yeah, actually, they don't. They Yeah, it's a promise. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next track is track 20. All of a sudden, this guy's got a problem with ejaculates. <laughs> track 20. Mr. Sell Big me. Sean is my favorite rapper of the, of the no, decade. Uh, why are you lying about me? You know, that's not even close to being true. Well, then lie about me. I'm not going to lie about you. I like you. Well, that's how I'm going to win the election, then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> track 20, Cellmate. President of Rap Rankings. Another interlude. I give this one a six plus, and I have six plus, man. It's finally we're done with these interludes. But here's the thing: this interlude is like actually pretty integral to the story, right? Because, like we were saying at the very top of the show, or near the top, 
you know, he's saying that, you know, he's in jail. So it's called cellmate. He's in jail because fats, you know, I guess they got caught up in some stuff. And the person is cellmates like, what are you going to do when you get out? And he's like, I'm thinking I'm going to go back to school, you know. And uh, that leads into that Disposable Arts, which was the album before this one. But yes, you know, uh, well, from the sounds of it, this. you liked you like that one better than this one. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, probably. But uh, what I'm going to tell you is, is this what would happen if uh, for y'all who aren't subscribed to the Patreon and don't hear the other shows, Mools got detained earlier this week um, or last week. We don't. But I'm saying, is this what would have happened if you got detained and they would have kept you and and, and, uh, Mel would have to figure out what to do? Yes. You would have you would have been Fats Belvedere. And this would have been me. I would have been Ace. I no, I think I'd be in. Ace because I'm a wow. I'm a mas- because I'm not disrespectful towards Master Ace and the song Travelocity in specific. Um, <laughs> I would be Ace. You'd be Fat Belvedere, like a gregarious Italian man who um, clearly <laughs> is anti-black. Wow. Well, I'm gonna leave that up in the air, um, and okay. I'm gonna go on to the final track track 21 revelations yep um master ace is really good at album outros let me just say gave it a seven minus i gave it a seven plus wow what do we got on here mel what's going on on revelations um well it's uh talking about how you know the mark of the beast is coming uh you know the three sixes and stuff Revelations, right? Oh, Drake? Drake? He's the beast? Yeah, the sixes. <gasps> right. Oh, no. Oh, man. I've been listening to the daggone Antichrist. Well, George has been telling you that for the entire decade, but <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm deleting all of my Drake as soon as this is over. But, uh,. I'm guessing you mean Revelations, the song, not the book of the Bible. So, yeah, yes. it's all right. He's just talking about stuff, <laughs> you know. Give it a seven minus. What do you think? Me? Yeah, you. I think it's a You're seven plus. I think I think the beat is dope. It's a great outro. I think everything is on point on this one for me. I like everything about it. I like what he's saying. I like the beat. I like the chorus. I like the place. It's placement on the album, ending everything, and setting us up for Disposable Arts. Well, uh, we've reached the end. We really have. And I'm ready to give my very uh, disappointing rating, honestly, because of these skits. Wow. Well, 13 out of 21 takeaway for a 62%. Okay. And 143 points out of an available 210 points for the average rating of 68%, giving us a 65% weighted from Mules on A Long Hot Summer, which for an album I consider probably one of my favorite hip-hop albums of my youth, a 65% weighted is kind of low, right, Mel? The, the skits killed it. Yeah. It was the skits. It's true. I have to stay true to rap rankings, stay true to myself, stay true to the rating system, and be honest at all times. And those skits, man, like, I wish I could say that, 
you know, this album was a, you know, like, as I said, like a 13 out of 15 and all we had was the intro on its own. But I can't say that. That's not how this album was presented. It could have easily been presented this way. Just tack the skits on to the end of the songs that they come after. But he didn't do that. Ended up with a 13 out of 21 takeaway for me. Um, for, for, you know, uh, 13 out of 14 songs. But is good. You know, the skits, shit happens. I mean, he got an 8 out of 21 for me. 38% takeaway. Uh, 132 out of 210, 68 or 62 percent average for a 50 percent weighted five out of 10. Okay, skits, so then bro. that it's the that skits. means that between Mules and Mel, where does that put Master Ace? 57.5 percent weighted. It's 5.7 out of 10. It's one point below Outcast, 1.5 points above Missy, making it the second best hip hop album, album of all time of all time. And now making Missy's album the second worst. Yeah. Third best, second worst. Yeah. Oh, man. Well. Well, this show is unpredictable because I thought Master Ace was definitely going to get over Outcast, especially because Outcast have a bunch of meaningless skits on their project that don't even really play into the Idlewild. <laughs> uh, listen, rappers are going to learn about these skits, bro. And here's the thing. Look, the numbers I, don't I, lie, I, the man. The skits were, were fine. The skits weren't bad. They were just I like them. They add to the album for me. In the sense of the Fats album. House. Well, that's crazy. But in the sense of this album, I like the whole album. And yes, when I think about the album, I think about the concept. But, man, there was an easy way around this, man. You could have gotten a 13 out of 15 for me. You could have gotten a 8 out of 15 for Mel. <sighs> yeah. She just had the intro and tacked on everything else. It's true. And listen, this problem persists. I mean, on that most recent Master Ace and Marco Polo album, the skits are separated. Skits are always separated on these recent Master Ace concept records. And you know what? That's going to that's going to hurt them. The way we rate albums here. <sighs> You know, we have to see what, and yes, of course, some things can be more than the sum of their parts. I think this is a good example of that. But yeah, the rating is going to be what the rating is, and its placement on the board is what the placement is. I don't make the rules. Actually, I do. <laughs> wow. Master Ace, man, listen, I'm a big fan. Long Hot Summer, Disposable Art, Sitting on Chrome, The Brooklyn Story, M.A. Doom, I even like some of the Master Ace Incorporated stuff, but I got to tell you, man, these skits, that's the only reason these scores look the way they do. <sighs> yeah, Overall, I have to say, like, I fuck with Master Ace, man. He's dope. Like, and I'm sure you feel similarly, but these skits don't help the cause here. I mean, they help the album. It's weird. Like, they work in the context of the album. They don't work outside of the context of the album. I have to think about that. Wow. Especially when there are skits and interludes that are a little bit more musical that do work for me in certain instances. So, you know, don't think every time you see skit or interlude, it's going to be a straight six or something like that. Here's the thing. We got to do this this way because we could very easily fall into this way of thinking where it's like, 
you want to excuse them when they're bad, but include them when they're good. You know, and we can't do that. We can't do a thing where it's like, yo, the songs are great, but like these skits are so. I wanted, here's the thing going into this, I was a little nervous. It's like, I wanted to protect Master Ace and this album. Right. But I, but I can't protect Master Ace from myself. I can't. I have to be honest. I can't go on like, yeah, the skits are all sevens. Although historically, I never give skits sevens. But I'm doing it to get this album over because I think the album is great. And if the skits were tacked on, this would be a 13 out of 15. Not. That's not what I'm doing. That's not no. me being honest with you. That's not me being honest with me. So this is what it is. Is it one of my favorite hip-hop albums? Yes. But... At that, here's the thing. One of my favorite movies is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's not on the level of, like, Citizen Kane, I suppose, but it's good. I like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, one of my favorite horror movies. But is it perfect in every way? No, I'm sure, like, if I go in and, like, analyze the directing and the acting, you know, there may be some flaws I could point out with it. Something can still be a favorite and not be perfect. Right. And I had to come to grips with that here. Is A Long Hot Summer one of my favorite rap albums? Yes. Is it also a 65% weighted? Yes. And it just bees like that sometimes, you know? I mean, you want to say on a technicality, but there's really no technicality. There's separate No, based on the way I rank albums, there is no technicality. I'll say this. If I'm listening to the album from start to finish, I'm not going to skip, except for that that What You Want No song. Right. I would just play the album through other than that one joint, personally. So, like, in that sense, it's basically like a 20 out of 21. But come on, let's be serious, folks. I'm not listening to these skits outside the context of this album. And that's why, that's how I rate shit. I need to know if this is going to work outside of the context of the album. If it only works in the context of the album, then it can only live on the album. And they say, well, you're rating the album. I say, yeah, I know, but let's be serious. That's not how I rate. And those skits are not on the level of the songs. Right. They're fine. They move the story forward. They need to be there. I get it. But they didn't have to be there alone, isolated. That's a decision. Well, so what, what do you is, think? People aren't going to listen all the way to the end of the song? 57.5, you know? Um, we like well, yeah, to days. in rap, yeah, in the, in the way we rate shit, we do our ratings, we add them together, and we average them, and it's a 57.5 to rap rankings. Yeah. Ace, sorry. Dan, sorry. Mules, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Well. I did what I could. Which was and that was tell the truth. Yep. Well, here we are. Um, yeah, it's on the board. Second, second best. Third worst. Yep. Um, and now we're not telling people what we're doing next. Yeah, you'll see. We know, though. 
So listen when we drop it then, and you gonna see. Oh, wait, no, that's the Antichrist. Can't be quoting him. Anyway. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? (sighs) No. Hmm? Okay. No, I don't got to say nothing to them. I don't like them. I like rap, baby. And uh, we just rated another rap out. Yep. And we'll be back next month with another review. Again, if you can't get enough of Mules and Mel, sign up at patreon.com slash Melvin Birch. M-E-L-V-I-N-B-U-R-C-H. And remember, when you sign up, you get the mixtape reviews, plus a link to the mixtape so you can listen to it yourself. You get the first listen. Download it yourself. Yeah. Um, You get the first listen reviews for new albums. And you also get a lot of other content that has nothing to do with rap. Yeah. So uh, go ahead, sign up if you can't get enough. And if you've had enough, we'll see you next month. Here (laughs) on Rap Rankings. Sign up if you can't get enough. And if you had enough, we'll see you next month. (laughs) Signing out. Peace.